Slice Audio. All right, dudes, here we go. Episode three. Episode three. Not <clears throat> episode three. I can't believe I have three in me. So what's strange about this is I just turned on all the online shit that goes with this, Facebook and the website and got Apple approved and all of this stuff. And so like while I'm recording, I'm also in the back of my mind trying not to read all of the comments that are happening, which is the perfect opportunity to have you go to hit the mailbag. Go to MurdochJones.com. And this show is going to be super awesome with your participation. You can talk shit. You can get something off your chest. Go to MurdochJones.com. There's even a phone number. You can call and leave a, leave a, you know, leave a, leave a little vocal version of this. 605-340-0811. I don't know if that spells anything cool. I could have been saying that number the entire time, and it dawned on me after I did the last episode that a smarter person would have immediately told the number. So while you're listening, you can just program it into your phone. So you take out your phone, type in 605-340-0811. Then you can save it. And you can text the show at any time. See how convenient that was. <clears throat> I should have told you the, on the first episode. My apologies. Oh, shit. Kelsey's calling. Hold on. Game off. I forgot to tell her I was... Hold on. My bad. Hey, baby. Hey, what's up? I am recording a podcast. You are technically, I guess, my first guest. Do you have anything you would like? Oh, have you listened to any episodes yet? I am listening to the first episode as we speak. Oh, shit. All right. Well, now I won't be nervous about that while I'm recording the third episode. It's fine. I'll just, I have a, I have a list of notes. Oh, good. And I'll read them off to you when you get home. Says Kelsey, I'm going to put that as a testimonial on the site. It's fine. It's an accurate review. Yeah, but I'll take this out. Don't worry about it. Promise? Yeah. Cool. Yes, I can absolutely do that. And now we'll take that section out of the recording. Okay. It'll be like that what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. All right, I'll see you. Okay, bye. That woman is a good egg. You know what my favorite thing about her is or one of my super favorite things about her is so she's been crocheting or knitting like blankets while we binge television shows and it's been awesome but she noticed that she did the wrong stitch and but got a bunch of rows in and then had the wherewithal to yank all the yarn out and start like half over i like that she'll do the pain in the ass thing because it's right Anyway, she's a good egg. That doesn't mean I don't want to con- occasionally strangle her, as, you know, you can all relate with your own version of that. Uh, today's the 29th. We're about, it's about May, and the quarantine is still happening, 
and South Dakota is slowly returning back to life, according to the news or whatever social media feed you want to subscribe to. So that's all. I have no position on that one way or the other. I thought maybe this could be a quarantine, COVID, and mostly Trump-free zone uh, as much as possible. In these trying times, you need a podcast to listen to that will either put you to sleep calmly or not talk about the coronavirus as much as possible. That being said, man, I usually try to do the news in the beginning of these, but if the rules are no Trump and no COVID, then there's literally... Okay, fun game. What's the first story that is going to be non-COVID or Trump-related in my Google News? Drum roll, please. Google Meet video conferencing is now free for everybody. Pretty boring. Okay, first off, can we talk about the Blackhawk sinkhole and what the fuck, right? In Blackhawk, there's like a chunk of the earth that sunk 60 feet deep. And there's two of them. You know what's bougie? Part of me goes, well, that's what you get for living in Blackhawk, which is totally, totally unfair because Blackhawk is a fine community. <clears throat> but, you know, that's where those things happen. Like Box Elder, I could see you guys. By the way, this isn't a knock personally. This is just your brand. This is not my fault. This is what I do for a living. But it's, you know, if you hear about a sinkhole in Box Elder, you're like, well, yeah. But if, it, but if it's like South Rapid City, you're like, well, that's, you know, maybe North as well. Sorry, North. You know your world. I don't even want the fucking email, by the way. I'm not starting with that bullshit. I, don't, I can't. I won't. I just can't. Although if you do want to send one, go to MurdochJones.com. I'll read your bullshit on the air. Whatever. Anyways, there's sinkholes in Blackhawk. Like, what's next? I'm waiting for fucking Mike Modric to get on the news and be like, all right, we had to have the graphics team edit this one, but uh, it's there's a 70% chance of locusts. Ooh, I might become more religious if Mike Modric gets a locust forecast in. I mean, I think at that point you just got to be all in. No more atheism. <laughs> if You know, that's the real deal. Um... All right, I got a list of shit to talk about here. Then we're then this is hopefully going to be the last fake mailbag because you are all able to see this or listen to this out on the internet and you can hit the mailbag murdochjones.com or just give us a call 24 hours open like 711 baby 605-340-0811 you can text or call or you know neither you can just listen too that's cool as well. So this is going to be the last edition of Fake Mailbag at the end of the show. We'll make it short and sweet. <clears throat> Here's what I noticed today. Let's start here. So I've been – so, okay, I've been still coming into an office for for most of the time. But last – or the last few days, I've been doing more just at home all day. So I just sit on the couch and fat bulldog Francis sits next to me. And we clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Check in on the schoolwork a little bit because they're luckily teenagers that can mostly handle it. So I've, ha I've had a view outside the window just like all of you, right? We're all having this experience. Here's one thing I've noticed today. Why is the 
post dude, the the male man, or and I guess I don't know the attire for male women. I can't really all all my dudes male man. What's they're still rocking those like white uh, British safari hats. Like it's the same hat you would wear if you are um, turning India in your into your colony. That's that's the hat. And then they're still wearing those shorts, like those, you know, John Stockton conference championship shorts. <laughs> they're 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 real short, kind of. And that's still like it's 2020. That's still there isn't. I mean, I know the I know the post office is hurting, but like there isn't. I feel like there's a both a fashion friendlier and cost efficient version of the dumb outfits that you need to wear. And maybe no one's talking about that because you're bankrupt, which I understand. But still, I, this is cost savings. I'm, I'm saving you money as well. But you're still like I half expect the male dude to have a British accent and a, and a Raleigh Fingers mustache as he smokes his pipe talking about the Bengal tiger he hunted. So I noticed that today. By the way, it's not like I'm like I get it. That's your uniform. You got to wear it. But that's I mean, and and I get it. I get the function. This once again, don't be bitching. I mean, bitch. I want to read it, but let me tell you why you're wrong. Pre bitch. I get they don't have a choice. I also get the function of the hat, like it's keeping the sun out of your eyes and keeping you from getting skin cancer. Like I get all that, and I'm not saying you got to go like you know. What's his nuts from poison with the straw cowboy hat? It doesn't have to go full douche on the other side either. I'm just saying I think there'd be like a like a fly fisherman hat or cowboy hat version of this that wouldn't make you look um, like like a like a well like, like I think they look stupid. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I've been talking about shows and books and movies and podcasts and music and, you know, things that can entertain you. Um, uh, I, I, here's, here's my list this week on today's recording. If you haven't watched billions on Showtime, it's holy shit. Good. We watched succession on HBO. And then this is a nice, like, if you liked that show and you're looking for something similar, billions or vice versa for succession. It's badass show. That's what we're currently binge watching. Also, there's a podcast you need to check out if you're a history buff. Oh, shit. I'm going to screw up the name, though. Um, Wicked Game American Elections. Uh, I'm not gonna, it's, it's political, so that's got to be your jam. But it's not political in, like, you, you know, this is right and this is wrong and it's super gross. Like, it's a, it's a historical – like everyone wants to talk about how misinformed we all are, and then you listen to you know Jefferson's election in seventeen Bertader, and it's it you know there it was just as shitty then. It's just that the information is faster now. Actually, the thing that has changed now is the ability for a total hack to have an audience. For the same reason I'm recording this podcast, I understand the irony, but I'm not you know out there spewing hate. Anyways, I'm rambling a bit. This podcast is called Wicked Game American Election. I better let me get the real name of it here. I'll just completely screw this up. Uh, America, I was close. American Elections Wicked Game. 
it's a stupid long name, but it's really fascinating. So basically the premise of the podcast is every week they give you the first election, then the second, then the third. So they start at Washington and then they go to Adams and then they go to Jefferson and Madison and Monroe and Adams again and Jackson and Dirtiter. Um but it kind of get like it's a it's an hour on each election cycle, from a really interesting historical perspective. If you're super nerdy about that shit, such as I am. Oh God, you know what else? It turns out I kind of like Post Malone. After that Nirvana tribute thing he did with Travis Barker last week, I've been I've been I man, I so I'm I'm very much in my head about my age and that is kicking in like hardcore lately. Right. Um, but one of the things I think is important is not to be like, just like I've been catching myself assuming the next generation's thing is bullshit because I'm getting to that age, man, upper middle, upper middle thirties, I can still hang on to. And it's right at that where it's like, TikTok is stupid. But it turns out TikTok is awesome. I just wanted to say fuck TikTok because I'm getting old. You got to catch that. Embrace. So I, I don't know if there's a point here other than embrace the thing that you think is just immediately stupid because it's new to you. I'm hoping that's going to keep me young. It's a really hard mindset to stay into, though, because the older you get, the more it's just it's you can't help it. Ah, oh, that's stupid. That's different from the way I do it, which works perfectly fine. Why is your version better? But you know, sometimes it is at least different. I, there isn't one. I haven't seen one bullshit Trump thing on TikTok yet. It's just cats and dancing and cakes and barbecue. That's my feed. What's strange about TikTok is it's easy to feel a little like not not like a pedophile, not in a gross like well in a creepy way for sure. Like you, like I'm at the age to where I see something and it's supposed you know that's a job now. You can kind of be sexy on social media and I, which is awesome if you can get it right on. But I don't necessarily want to you know I don't want to see it unless I want to see it. You know what I mean? I don't like that it automatically sprinkles that in because. You're, it's like, ah, this, I can't, that's disgusting. I can't tell if they're 22 or 17. Punt. Strong position. I'm anti-pedophilia. All right. Really impressing everybody on the third episode, I might add. You know what I remembered today? Oh, I think I'm, dude, I think I'm even going to play a snippet of it. I wonder if I can. Oh, I don't want to get this kicked off though. Okay. You have to go to YouTube and you have, you have to type in Joe Pesci, a wise guy. In 1998, Joe Pesci put out a rap song and it's called a wise guy. And it's not a joke. It's not a gag. It's, I can't help myself. I have to play a little bit of it. I just, we're just, if you know, is anyone really going to notice Maybe, I guess they will. You're not going to be able to hear this very well, but... This is Joe Pesci rapping, and you have to watch it. Oh, I'll put it up on MurdochJones.com. You can just go clickety-click from there. It starts out with this beat, and it's just Pesci repeating, It's a bitches at a gitches. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. It's a bitches at a gitches. It's exactly as atrocious as you think it is, but completely worth it to give it a spin. Somewhere 
there's a music video to this. There's your first homework assignment. Somebody, I couldn't find it today, but I didn't really look that hard. But I would absolutely, if you can find the actual video, like it's in, it's like, there's that moment in the 90s where everybody forgot to record everything because we were trying to catch up with all the videography. And so there's a bunch of shit that just isn't on YouTube, but it should have been like it was almost on YouTube. And it's like that mid to late 90s is the window. This Pesci video is one of them. That or I just assume Joe Pesci has spent however much it costs to remove it from the internet. I understand that. At the same time, no judgment though, because if somebody would come to me right now and be like, hey man, if you do this really shitty rap song, we'll pay you this bag of cash. That bag of cash wouldn't have to be as big as you think it would be. Like I get it, but it just, man, it was douchey when it when you did it and it just didn't hold over time is the bummer about it all. I mean, but you know what? That happens. I'm trying to stick up for Pesci a little bit. But it's just really fucking terrible. But worth, we're absolutely worth the listen. Uh, You know what else I've been listening to? Frank Black from the Pixies did an album in the 90s called Teenager of the Year. And it's my all-time desert record like if the house is going down because the coronavirus is eating it and you can only grab and i know it's stupid to grab a record right i know they're all on your phone which is awesome but like in your head you still gotta grab the vinyl you gotta grab the cd eight track if that's how far back you go like what what would it be mine if i absolutely have to pick one it is frank black's teenager of the year I'll admit this, by the way, it's not even that good. Like it, like it was produced quickly at Sound City on tape, and it's Frank Black, so every song is two and a half minutes long, and they're all about space. But it's just beautifully perfect for the time I was getting in to what music I dug at the time. It's that album. Like that's 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 what it is. And it's just one of those records. It's really good. Give it a spin. If you're a Pixies fan or a grunge fan, you're going to dig it. They're slow build songs. I'll say that, though. Like, they take it, like, the, like there's a song called Whatever Happened to Pong, and it's just a punk song about whatever happened to the game Pong. Contextualizing that into a song doesn't necessarily make sense in the first 10 seconds. And it's a bummer because the song's only like a minute and a half long. So you got you got you don't get it right away, and then when you get it, it's awesome. But then it's over pretty quick. That is Frank Black defined. Uh, okay, debate is happening in the household. Here's another opportunity to send in your questions into the mailbag on MurdochJones.com or. Just give a fella a holler, 605-340-0811. My position is this. Hydrox, like getting hydroxed, is a thing because of the hydrox cookie. You think it's going to be an Oreo, but then you take a bite and it's obviously not an Oreo. It's still a cookie, but it's a hydrox. You got hydroxed. That is absolutely a thing, and my position is this, that Hydrox is the most famous off-brand brand. brand. 
Name me one that is more famous than Hydrox. Kelsey doesn't think it's a thing. Or at least that's how I interpreted it. As far as arguments go, things are things are pretty peaceful at at the at the ranch. <laughs> Our biggest debate has been what to watch and is Hydrox a real thing? It's been working out really. I'm I gotta say, I'm lucky. I'm 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 enjoying this quarantine. <clears throat> oh, Hydrox. You know Hydrox so every every time there's an ox name, I remember my black lab ox. Well, like not mine, like the family's dog. God dang. That dog, it was first off, like the best hunting dog that's ever like a super manly dog, right? Hunting dog, blah, blah, blah. And super gay, like absolutely gay. Pretty sure it's a thing. Based with no scientific evidence whatsoever. Here's why. So he was like a, a killer hunting dog, right? Like everybody wanted to breed ox because he was the badass hunting dog. And he was, you know, great big black lab, good looking dog. And they would try to, you know, get, get the breeding done and it would never work out. Like it just, you know, wasn't in the cards for ox. He couldn't, you know, fire him blanks is what they thought. My theory would be this. It wasn't that uh, he was firing blanks. It just wasn't his thing. Because he would constantly break in to the neighbor's house, which had a male black lab, and he would, you know, rape. Which that's that, that's what it is. That's a bummer, right? But that's what that's what that's what he would do, like prison style, to the neighbor dog. Barney, Barney, I believe that dog's name was. Barney's got a me too claim. I'm trying to fight the fight right now. Uh, yeah. So I had a gay black lab. I don't think that I don't. You know. I'm not taking a position politically. I don't think I'm owed anything about it. I was just thinking about him today because I was thinking about the Hydrox cookie, which led to Ox. Poof. Rambling much? Absolutely. Okay. So every episode I've been talking about an annoying ad I've been seeing on the internet, that trend is going to hold, except for it's not really annoying. It's just mostly funny. I... I, I I think this is going to mostly relate to dudes, and I assume most dudes are too embarrassed to talk about this. So just understand this. You're in a safe space, man. Everything is okay. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of social media ads from this Christian group that's trying to get you to quit your pornography addiction. And I'm not saying that that isn't like a real thing. Like, I get it. You, you can, I, I fully believe you can absolutely be addicted to pornography. 100%. It's a thing and I and I feel for you if that is an addiction you have, but at the same time I treat it mostly like alcohol or any other vice. Uh, you know, within moderation, I think it's I think everything is okay and 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 maybe don't get too Jesusy about it. That's 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 where I sit, okay? Um, I assume most of you are on the same boat. We're all kind of in the middle there. I'm not saying there aren't degrees one way or the other, but for the most part, right? Except for the comments in these ads. If you are seeing these ads, you have to, have to. I, all, I swear to God, I almost liked the page, but I didn't want everyone else to see that I like the page, which, I mean, you absolutely can't like it. It's just fucking insane, right? But the comments are almost worth it. Every thread is ridiculous people arguing with other ridiculous people 
and intermixed in with really funny lines from total assholes. It's the most, I'm not even going to read it because I won't do it justice. It's just, so it's Nancy talking about how the Lord and Savior is going to cure all and down with the devil and speaking in tongues and fucking crazy, ridiculous nonsense, followed immediately by super militant atheist, like, you know, nearly like the what what the devil would be to the super religious people, which only they all they do is incense each other. But it's if you're outside of it all and just realize these lunatics are lunatics, it immediately becomes. I swear to God, I read the comments for 45 minutes and I wasn't done with like a third of the thread. It's pure entertainment. Just chapter after chapter of just right into the vein awesomeness. Lunatic, lunatic, lunatic. And then someone will sneak in a really funny comment or a really funny meme about religion or masturbation or just whatever. It's, I highly recommend it. I don't, I like, even if I imagine that though, this is my, this, I, too much vanity I get is a thing. But for the life of me, why would you be commenting on that thread? Like, there's a lot of these posts which surprise me. There's a lot, I read a lot of these comments, which is maybe a little weird. Uh, and like, I don't think I have, a, you know, this isn't my, I'm not hiding some addiction I have here. You know, I'm like the rest of you. Watch it when needed and don't when not. Okay. So, There'll be a dude on there, right? Like, let's say I was thinking, oh, my God, me or my relative is struggling with a pornography addiction. Where do I go for help? I get the Google search about it, but I'd still do it incognito tab. And I don't think there is an amount. I mean, I'm sure there's an amount of money you could pay me to post about it on a comment thread. But, like, that's out there in the public that somebody can screenshot and then show you at Thanksgiving or at a, in a conference. Like, you know, text it to all your friends. Like, dude, you can't be commenting on that. People can see that. Oh, maybe that's it. They don't understand that people can see it. No, they must know that people can see it. Unless they're that stupid. Are there people that stupid out there? There probably are. That's pretty stupid, though, man. (laughs) Or, though, devil's advocate. I can be the lawyer for the other side. If you really are like, you know, I have addict friends about alcohol or drugs and they post about it and I don't like I'm not making fun of them. So that's not necessarily fair. It's just that this is funnier. I'm sorry. I'm going to stick with my guns. It's funnier. (laughs) You have to give me that. Like I won't publicly make fun of you or screenshot your comment because I think that's super shitty. But at the same time, you have to allow me to to occasionally think some of this is funny. By the way, I still think that about um, tr- drag queens, like not actual gender identity, but like the tra- like the transvestite version of it. Um, like totally cool. You should you should be able to do that, but I should be able to make the occasional crack about it because it's a little funny still. I know that might be okay boomer thinking, which isn't cool, but at the same time, that's just where I'm at. I feel like you should be able to do it as much as you want, even if you wanted to, you know, you know, to a point, I guess, come to work dressed as that. I don't know. Also, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know how any of it works. I don't know the scene and I don't know what, you know. So 
I don't believe I'm necessarily, I don't deserve a position on it one way or the other, nor should you adjust your position based on my position. Unless you're like hateful to them. There's no version of that. That's cool. You can't be hating on people just because they like to you know do drag. We did. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this or not. I think I might've, if I did, I apologize. You can fast forward a little bit for Easter. So we're all quarantined, right? We did, uh, and, and Kelsey, the Kelsey's have been watching drag RuPaul's drag race on like repeat. Apparently there's 37,000 fucking seasons of this show. Cause it's just been playing on a nonstop loop, but it's always a new episode. And you know, you get kind of sucked into it cause it's kind of fun. I act like I, you know, think it's stupid. I mean, it is stupid, but you know, I get the, I get the entertainment value of it all. I'm just trying to act cool. Anyways, for Easter, since we're all quarantined, nobody can do Easter. So we did a little resurrection where we all did a little drag and Kelsey and her daughter came over and my Kelsey and the twins, we all kind of did some drag show deals and did a lip sync contest. It was the one of the most fun Easters I've – I think the it's for sure the funnest Easter I've ever had. Oh, my God, I had a riot. Drink a couple beers, put on a little drag makeup. I look like uh, – Ursula from The Little Mermaid, like I'm a dead ringer apparently for a giant lesbian with white hair. Excellent. I'm roughly the size of one as well, so the whole thing kind of works out. <clears throat> My brother went as Ursula once for Halloween, and he's also a dead ringer. Uh, we're, we're big fellas. He didn't have the white hair, though. Good looking in a wig. Not good looking in the, in the sexual sense of it all. Um, all right. That's kind of about it for what's kicking around in my head. Again, MurdochJones.com on and on the device you're listening to, like if you're an Apple or Stitcher or Spotify, if you'll take a minute to help your old, help your old buddy, help your old pal, give me a rating, even a shitty one. Like if you hate this, like if this is, if you're anger listening to this, I would super appreciate your one star. You can even email in your reason why. Go to MurdochJones.com and you can text or call 24 hours a day on your cell phone, 605-340-0811. If you find that that spells out something funny, send, send it in and let me know and I'll do something nice for you. Uh, should we do fake mailbag? Hopefully the last fake mailbag, because the real mailbag will be full. You know, it is, if we can be real for a second, one of the things that's actually terrifying about starting this new show is the fear that nobody is listening at least enough to not go to the mailbag. And then I, and then I got to continue to do fake mailbag, which has turned out to be kind of fun. Um, but you know, I'd like to fill it with real mailbag. But, you know, I'm just getting real about my fears here is that I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm like, I'm getting butterflies talking about it now that there won't be any mail in the mailbag. So I'm guilt tripping you to go to MurdochJones.com or put, save that number in your phone and send me your thoughts at any given time you'd like to. 605-340-0811. I did get one complaint about my the the sound of the drinking. I will try to uh, accommodate. Fake mailbag, here we come. How about uh, I'll I'll do I'll do one dating advice. 
But that's it because every answer is just, I don't know, figured out on Tinder. Um, okay. There's got to be a good question here. I'm just scrolling. Just hang on. Just check your Facebook for a second. I'll be there in a second. Okay, here we go. Hi, y'all. Should I be messaging a girl I asked out? Once again, if you are just paying attention to the show here, this is fake mailbag, but we'd like real mailbag, so go to murdochjones.com. Um, hey, y'all. I just asked this girl out, and she said yes, which is awesome, and we are going to wait to go out until coronavirus chills out, but now I don't know what I should do. Should I be messaging her in the meantime? Well, yeah, man. That's a stupid... First off, this is a stupid question. You you know you should be messaging that person. Why not? Like, don't be a weirdo about it. Don't send 47, you know, tiptoe in, tiptoe out. Also, let me tell you, this is a good way to figure out if you're actually going to enjoy the date. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to get some of the normals, movies and music and, you know. Like, I don't know if you should go as far as the traumatizing thing that happened in your childhood. That should still maybe be in person. So go that far. Also, you should time out your sexting with the coronavirus. Otherwise, you'll, you won't hold. You'll break the social distancing rule. I mean, that's, I think, most people. That's just going to be normal, you know, human physiology. So, like, keep, that, keep a wet blanket on, on that pile of messaging until you can time it out, until it's like it looks like in a couple weeks you're going to be able to, you know, roam free, you know. Of course you should mess. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna figure out if you're gonna get along with that person, because the first date is you'll always remember the first date. But it's can you have a conversation with them four and a half years down the road on a Tuesday without just being bored to fucking tears because you've got a good teammate. I think that's the. I think that's the goal there, and not to make your little messaging more than it is because you just you know you just ask this girl out. Also, have did you just ask that person out because you've digitally met? Because that can be scary. You got to go easy on what you're going to commit to on that because you don't know what they necessarily all the way look like yet. Yeah, that's a that you can you can hide a lot of hurt. And listen, no judgment. Everybody does it. You put your PR version of yourself out there on the internet, and and, <laughs> and then you know you get the. You get the what I ordered on Amazon versus what I ordered on Wish kind of reality of it all. So you got to be cool about that, man. All right. There's your one dating advice. How about just general need advice? It's question number two on the fake mailbag. Boom, 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 boom. I want to keep a stable job, but every time I try and do so, I just end up depressed and hopeless. What can I do to fix this? Uh, Not go to Reddit for that answer. Go to a therapist for that answer and work on your shit. But keep your job because just because you're depressed doesn't mean your landlord should not get the rent. Fucking tough love, fella. Tough love. (laughs) 
That's what you're getting from me today. I understand. I feel your pain. That's mental health's a real thing. But you can't just bitch about it on the internet. You got to go do something about it. <clears throat> um, I have a okay question number three. Are we on three? We're on three. Three now. I have a Zoom call scheduled with the CEO of a very successful men's style company, and I've never done a professional Zoom call, and this is my first time talking. Need advice. Boom. That's a cool one. What a first off. Good for you, dude. Or or ma'am. I dude is unisex to me, so I'm that you know, don't send me your fucking man hating bullshit. Just dig in. Don't be stupid. Anybody can be a dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, at least on this podcast. Um, first off, congrats. I think that's pretty badass. Second, um, I think you should focus on your lighting, and me, and and then and then the rest just be the normal. Again, th- just like the last question. Eventually, they're going to meet the wish version of you after they order the Amazon version of you. And, you know, there's, there's no, there's no turning back from that. So don't like put up makeup on and doll up shit that you just be, you know, be cool. You know what I was thinking about is a super embarrassing thing that happened to me. So as I'm one of my, like, I'm, I might've been my first, like my first official business trip where like you pack a suitcase and take a business trip to a, to a, to an arena where there's an event and then. It's all very, hi, my name is Murdoch, and here's my handshake, and this is the business we're going to discuss, right? Like the first business trip as a grown-ass man. First off, one of the dudes <laughs> – okay, a couple things about this trip that are funny. The dude, One of the dudes that came with us literally tried to bring his knife on the airplane, uh, and this is 100% post-9-11 by like quite some time, by almost nearly – not quite a decade. No, five, four or five years after that maybe. was like, why can't I bring this six-inch book knife on the plane that isn't in a sheath and it's just hanging outside like I work at Reptile Gardens? (laughs) Oh, man. Buck Lovell. He is the world's sweetest dude. Um, I love that guy. Shout out to Buck Lovell. Uh, Oh, I'm getting to my embarrassing story. Sorry, I'm rambling. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm checked into the hotel and... And it was like the cheap hotel across the way because we couldn't afford the swank hotel. It's close to the deal because, you know, it was an upstart thing. And <laughs> and we're in like the, the rich person hotel lobby of the show because that's where everybody hangs. That's just kind of how it works, right? And and I'm sitting in the lobby and there's this – I'm not. I'm going to take all the names out of this because I'm too embarrassed. And they'll probably – you know, now, now I'm friends with some of these guys now so they might listen. I don't – you know, I don't want them to have the satisfaction. So I'm sitting in the rich hotel lobby of the business deal and this dude and like this dude walks in and he's like a, you know, at the time he's like a heavy duty, you know, one of the, one of the kind of Mount Rushmore type, you know, people in the motorcycle industry, like a famous, you know, famous dude, at least in the industry famous. Okay. You you might not know he is, that doesn't matter. And, and I knew he was the guy and we had, um, I want to say like at the Sturgis rally, we had this, like we had this five minute back and forth that I, that like, I really remembered. And I thought like, Oh, way to impress the big dude. You didn't sound like an asshole. In fact, you sounded smart and you start believing your own bullshit. And so then I just assume after one five minute conversation, well, of course he knows who I am and how many kids I have and blah, blah, blah. So he's walking into the hotel lobby 
and um and and he and he puts his hand up like you know sends out a big wave like hey buddy good to see you again 100% think he is waving and looking directly at me based on our really awesome 5 minute conversation and of course not he was waving to the other famous person in the side of this world who was directly 10 feet behind me who also doesn't know and still doesn't know who I am to this day and I'm just the douche in the middle hoping nobody saw it. Oh, that's, that is a terrible feeling. (laughs) I'm getting the same flop sweat about that, like on a smaller micro dose as I did when it happened as I'm talking about it. Turns out we're going to do a little therapy here in the old book of Murdoch. We're just going to get whatever's on my fucking chest off and out of my mind right on because I feel better talking about it. Tell you what, you want to tell me your embarrassing thing and you'll feel better about it? You go to MurdochJones.com and you text or give me a call, 605-340-0811. Or you can uh, shoot an email there right on the site or you can hit me up on the social media. I turned the Facebook page on. I haven't turned on the Instagram yet, but I will. And... You know, we'll inch at a time. Thanks for listening. Give me a rating on the Stitcher. Thanks to the Home Slice Group as I sit here and broadcast from the Home Slice Podcast Studio. I'll see you bitches next week. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. (laughs) He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. (laughs) Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share. And you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.